Talk, the podcast all about nouns. This is a show where we interview members of the DAO and project builders in the ecosystem. I'm your host, CDT, of the Lost Nouns team, and on today's episode, we're talking to the Nouns Dota team. Nouns sponsored a professional Dota 2 team, and we'll hear from some of the team members, Jacob and Moo, as well as Sasquatch and Brax, who facilitated the partnership. This is Nouns' first foray into the world of esports, and I believe that Nouns is the first NFT project to sponsor a professional esports team. Nouna Talk is a show hosted and produced by me, CDT. If you have any questions or comments about the show, feel free to reach out on Twitter. My account is CDT underscore ETH. All right, let's get into it. Thanks again for listening and enjoy the show. Hey, everyone. Uh, thanks for coming out. Um, this is uh, exciting to have everyone here. Uh, excited to, to dive in and, and get to know you guys and kind of hear about your experience um, with nouns in kind of the last month of, of um, the tournament and kind of hear about where you came from and where you guys are going. So why don't we just go around and do um, a round of interviews, sorry, <laughs> of intros of everyone. Uh, just to kind of, uh, you know, level set and see kind of where you guys are from. Husky, why don't we start with you? All right. Um, my name is Jacob. I'm 23 years old, and I play position five for the Nouns Esports lineup, Dota lineup. Um, yeah, I've played Dota for like, I don't know, seven or eight years now. I got into the pro scene about three years ago, maybe two or three years ago. First big team was four Zoomers um, back in 2020 during the COVID era. Yeah, I'm here now. Nice. Nice. And you are, as I understand it, the the newest member? Uh, No. To competitive? Oh, to competitive? Yeah. To competitive, yeah. Got it. Uh, Moo, how long have you been, you know, around? Uh, I've been alive for like 25 years. <laughs> um, playing Dota for like 10. I'm old. It's relative, of course, but um, maybe for, for an esports gamer, you could consider yourself old at the ripe age of 25. Yep. I don't know. I don't really have like an epic story. I just like I like video games. Maybe Brax, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. So, hey guys, I'm Brax. I was a, uh, I'm also old. I played competitive, uh, Han, Dota, and Dota Two forever, pretty much. And I, I guess I was done with Dota like last year. COVID really threw a wrench into the Dota ecosystem for a really long time. Like, um. Four Zoomers honestly would have gone to multiple events probably like two years ago. That was like the peak of their team performance so far, I guess, in like the worst possible era of Dota, sadly. But um, yeah, it was just like, uh, you know, COVID really threw wrenching things big time and I had to step back and reevaluate my life pretty much. And that's why I'm not playing anymore. But um, I'm still a big fan. I love to watch. And honestly... The NA Dota ecosystem is so beyond, not like, it's not hopeless, but it's so much more difficult than everything else because um, cost of living in North America is quite high. 
Uh, there are very, very few sponsors in North America, even for the top teams. It's pretty much just EG, and now um, TSM's picked up a team as well. But yeah, I love Dota. I like to support Dota, and that's me. Uh, can you give us some background on uh, now it's Dota, but um, you know previously four Zoomers, uh, how the team started, who here are you know original members, who who who's been there, and kind of the story behind the team itself. Sure. So four Zoomers was originally Gunner, Husky, Sammy Boy, uh, Ocean, and Monkeys Forever, and now it's just Gunner and Husky remaining, and they filled out the the team which then became Nouns. And they were around as the core players for an extremely long time with some small roster changes in between, and I was there at some point for a little bit. And then, uh, yeah, the team that they have now is the the uh, next iteration of it, pretty much. And how did, you know, the non-original members, how did you guys all come together? How did this team, as it stands, you know, when did it form? Um, it's a hard question because there's so many different points of the same team, I guess, that overlaps. But, um, this is a better question for the players, I guess. Yeah, I I could answer that if you'd like. Do it. Um, so yeah, right after TI calls last year, basically. Uh, which is like the last chance qualifier to qualify to TI, where one team from each region gets to, to go to the international. Um, both my team, Four Zoomers, and Moose team, um, which at the time was called like For Fun or Business Associates. I don't know which iteration they were. They were all the same. Um, we both lost. And so obviously we're all sad and disappointed probably with, with not only ourselves, but with each other and the team as a whole. And uh, Moo and I have been really good friends for a couple years now. Um, a couple years ago, Dota introduced like a party queue system that made party queue actually viable. So instead of like queuing up solo games, people actually started party queuing with their friends. And uh, so yeah, I got invited to a party with Moo, and we uh, started playing more together and more and more. And we ended up becoming like duo queue partners. So I learned a lot from just playing like public matches with Moo, even though we were on different teams. So I've always wanted to play with Moo on a competitive team, but. Um, we had both been with our own like rosters probably for like the entire COVID era. So after TI, basically I was talking to Moo and we were talking about, you know, like basically complaining to each other about the issues within our, our current rosters that we had and what we wanted from the future and, you know, kind of flirting with the idea of playing together. And, um, we eventually came up with like a mixture of old four zoomers plus his, his team at the time, which consisted of the same four players we have now, except for it had eternal envy instead of Costable. And we went with that roster throughout the summer and into, like, the early season right before DPC. Eternal Envy basically came to the team at the end and was like, yeah, I watched Yataro, who was the carry player for Spirit, the team that won TI. And he said, I watched Yataro play, and I don't think I'm good enough. And I don't think this team will make me good enough, so I'm going to go spam public matchmaking until I'm good enough. So then he quit our team. He kicked himself from the team. And um, we are looking for a carry player. And we kind of like made some tweets about it, and Costable messaged, uh, Twitter messaged me right after TI saying that he didn't want to play with his uh, team SG, and that he wanted to always play with me, and that I've I've wanted to play with him for a few years, so that'd be I thought he was a pretty good carry player. So then he joined the team, and um, 
yeah, there was obviously some issues at the start, like all Dota rosters, but overall it was a pretty good gel. I think the atmosphere was overall positive and uh, beneficial to everyone, so we went with it. Was that difficult? <laughs> you know, getting that getting that message and being like, I'm out? Um, from, from an Envy? Yeah, I mean, yeah. at first it was weird too, because... He was. He didn't just kick himself. He he didn't go out quietly. At first, he was like, "I, I want to play, but I want to kick someone from the roster." Basically, he didn't want to play with the same five players. He's like, "I want to play with this guy instead of this guy," which is a classic envy, where he likes to 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 kick people and like pull an ultimatum, like you kick him or you kick me. And then um, that wasn't gonna happen. So he eventually came to the conclusion of like, "I'm just gonna kick myself." So, yeah, the plot and twist. How, how soon after did you guys get your fifth? Um, I think it it was about a so right after Envy left, the team as a whole was uncertain of whether or not we were going to like continue playing together, and the other guys were kind of honestly they weren't really giving Gunner and I an answer of what they wanted to do. So Gunner and I made like tweets like looking for team just to field options, and that is what prompted Costable to message me and be like, "Yo, you wanna you wanna maybe play together, maybe make a team." And then we were like, we went back to the other guys, Moo and Z Freak, and we're like, yo, we, we found a carry player. Do you guys want to play or not? And then we were like, all right, let's try it. And so, yeah, it wasn't that long. It was maybe a week, week and a half, and we yeah. found a player. And when was that? Like, how recently did that happen? Oh, uh, it was before, it was after TI and before DPC. So, probably, what was it, like October last year? October, late September, maybe? Nice. That's awesome. And then, so at what point, um, like, how did the initial conversation with with Sasquatch go? And Sasquatch, you can, you know, chime in here. Curious how, you know, all of this came together with nouns. Sure. So you want me to start with, you know, kind of nouns? The very beginning. The very beginning. Cool. So, um, you know, my name is Sasquatch, and I've been in the nouns ecosystem since Rinka B. Um, I just saw these funny little looking pixel art figures and wanted to try to mint them um, as an active participant in crypto and NFTs. Um, I just wanted to, you know, learn more about these cool little characters. And then my mind was blown learning about how all, you know, the, the auction proceeds from the, the sales of these little characters goes to a DAO and each character represents a vote in the DAO. And I fell in love with nouns. Um, prior to falling in love with nouns, though, my, my biggest passion and love was, was esports. Um, so about in January, I was reaching out to different nouners, particularly Goldie, and saying, what if there was, you know, some esports X nouns interaction, meaning what if nouns fielded a roster and that was an exposure point of, um, nouns to like the esports audience and it was proliferating nouns through brand awareness and basically, you know, what if what if nouns could field, you know, serious esports competitive rosters? Um, I thought this was a crazy idea, and back at the time, there was no marketing um, going on in nouns. Um, I think maybe a week or two after talking with Goldie, a brave proposal came through, which was like the first actual direct advertising proposal of nouns, and that kind of gave some justification towards esports. But I didn't know if I was still the black sheep. Uh, in the room who, who was the only fan of esports in the nouns community. Um, that changed when I met Brennan, who um, also just kind of 
put out a feeler in the noun server. Uh, maybe this was in March, I want to say, early, early March, um, just saying, like, what if we signed the Dota team? And then he mentioned a particular player who's really famous. And I'm also a huge fan of Dota. That's one of my favorite games. Um, I went to my con, you know, just feeling a little bit um, emboldened by seeing other people who like esports and like nouns. I went to, uh, you know, my contacts in the Dota scene who brought me to Brax. Um, and Brax is also very uh, crypto native and Web3 native. So he, he can, you know, get what nouns is. And he's also very well connected in esports. So he, you know, just talking about this kind of idea, he brought me to four Zoomers and their management. And that's where things started getting really serious about, you know, actually signing a team to announce. So Brex, at this point, can you tell me your side of things and what happened when Sasquatch first reached out to you? Sure. So um, when Sasquatch first approached me with this idea, I was like, I don't say ecstatic because it um it just makes sense like uh i've heard of nouns before but i didn't do too much deep digging until much much later and i think what they do is incredible to be honest and it's a concept that's very difficult for i would say non-crypto native people to understand because it always goes back to why are they doing this you know what are they getting out of it and people don't truly get it until they see it i think and to me, this is like a just a good way to show it off pretty much about what Nouns is all about. And I love Dota and I would loop, you know, I'm just looking for ways to support the Dota ecosystem and to try to build something cool. So everything pretty much aligned for me with my values. And I just thought that was awesome. And so he comes to you and then I'm guessing four Zoomers, you know, first team that came to your mind. Uh, and how does that conversation go on your end? I mean, I'm sure you have to broach it with them and kind of introduce them the opportunity, etc. Yeah, so there's obviously a lot of skepticism at first because they don't really know what's happening or what's going on. But um, there's probably, you know, it was somewhat more reliable coming from me because I was not going to lead them astray into something intentionally. Or maybe I was and they haven't figured that out yet. But um. Yeah, I mean, once we got past the initial conversations of, you know, what nouns is and, you know, how the deal works and what's going on, I feel like um, everyone was pretty much on board right away. And it helped that we were able to explain it to him in a pretty easily digestible way, I guess. But yeah, sponsors are hard to come by in North America and especially one that wants to be so active in the community and actually get involved and engage because Dota players are notorious for... Uh, not being too great at the content side of things when it comes to esports, everything is so centered around TI. But um, there's a lot of value to be added from creating content and documenting the journey and doing all these things to really not only embrace the players but also empower the brand as well. Yeah, Sasquatch. I know. You know. I mean, we've seen uh, crypto sponsorship in esports, but. Um, I'm not sure about, you know, specifically, at, at least on this pro level, uh, sponsorship from like an NF, you know, from an NFT group, right? Yeah, certainly this is the first title sponsor from an NFT for a tier one, you know, team. And um, I think that there will certainly be more to come, but there's, there's, a, there's a lot of firsts here, you know, first DAO to sponsor an esports team as far as I'm aware. First, uh, like protocol, 
you know, funded esports team. You could you could you could swing it a few different ways. Yeah, so you have alignment with Brax. Brax has alignment with the team. So you go back and then, you know, I mean, the way nouns works is if you own a noun, you can open up a, repo- a proposal to say we should spend part of the funds to do X, Y, or Z, and you have to detail that. So can you explain that process? Because just because you have alignment doesn't mean it's a done deal. You have to go forward and you have to, you know, present your case. Everyone has to vote. It has to pass, et cetera. So what was that like, you know, actually coming back to nouns? Yeah, so I think, um, you know, like I said, I've been kind of incubating this idea for some time, but there was like a series of events that just validated that nouns would be, you know, open to this, um, namely the, the introduction of, you know, direct to advertising proposals. Um, there was the, the Brave ad, and then there was the, the huge, you know, obvious selling or giving a noun to, to Budweiser and having them feature nouns in the Super Bowl. So it was clear nouns wanted to do more brands outreach and, and just um, building. At that point, you know, it's it's about, you know, like we have the idea, but it's about making sure there's uh, support for it. So having someone like Brennan just, you know, publicly sharing that they liked esports was a huge encouragement for me. I was just, kind of, I did a bunch of, you know, kind of feeler messages, seeing if there's other people in the community who liked gaming and esports. Um, thankfully, everyone who I kind of shared this idea with um, was very supportive, and they thought it would be a novel way to expose uh, nouns to a new audience. And because of that, uh, I felt, you know, emboldened to bring it up to a proposal. Um, I'm a member of Sharkta, which owns six nouns. And because of that, I can make a proposal through Sharkta to um, ship something with our nouns. Uh, Sharkta did agree to ship it, but just due to some logistics, uh, thankfully, Brennan stepped in and actually brought the proposal on chain. And, you know, with Brennan's support, with Sharkta's support, with uh, other nouners' support, we were able to just, you know, pass it. Uh, I don't think uh, we had any dissenting votes, actually, which was great. Yeah, and yeah, everyone seemed pretty excited about it, uh, from my perception. Uh, Moo or Husky, I'm 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 curious your take. You know, when this first got brought up about noun sponsorship. Um, yeah, I mean, at first when it was brought up, um, we've had some other crypto orgs kind of approach us. And we know they've approached them like the other big teams like Quincy. And like we're obviously very skeptical of them at first. And I, I definitely think with Brax that helped, where Brax was the one who brought forth the, the nouns potential sponsor to us. And it made it much easier to receive because we knew we, 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 we trusted Brax, especially since like uh, Gunnar and I had played on a team with him before and he was our friend. And, I, and, and we knew that he had the best uh, intentions because he, he loves the Dota community. It's definitely made it easier to like trust. Um, and accept that this might be real. It also helped that the the nouns guys, namely Brennan and Sasquatch, were the you know, the guys who set up the deal. Um, they're very like quick to respond and receptive, because you know we've we've talked to orgs over the past several years um, since the insertion of four zoomers, and all of the orgs, whether they're really big orgs or really small orgs, they they usually end up ghosting you in one way or the other. Whether they just outright ghost you after a week of uh, negotiations and they just never talk to you again. Or they'll go back and forth for like two months, but they don't respond to you for a week. And then you respond to them immediately, and then they don't respond to you for another two weeks. And so it was really cool how fast 
they were to respond um, and how easy it was to, to move negotiations negotiations along. I think that helped a lot with um, like trusting what we were getting ourselves into. Um, yeah. And the part, I think another part of that was too, was when we first actually talked on discord to the guys um, going into, I think a lot of us were like, you know, how much are they expecting us to sell out? Where do we draw the line? Cause you know, it's crypto and, and potential NFTs. And then, when we talked to them, they were like, we don't want you to sell anything. We're not here to sell anything. We just want you to play the game and we want you to, you know, get better and eventually like hopefully win. Right. So that was like, you know, like obviously we can do that. And um, getting the benefits of a sponsor would help a lot with, with achieving that goal. So. Yeah. So along those lines, um, you were Sasquatch or, or, you know, could you go into what sponsorship sponsorship of a team actually means like what does that entail and you know what do you guys get um and then you know what does nouns get you know kind of from both sides um so i think the main goal of the sponsorship for any sport team especially dota is just stability it makes it so stability usually comes through the form of a sponsor sponsor and, and boot camp i'd say are the two biggest things and and most a real sponsor usually gives a salary and then some sponsors will give a boot camp. It just kind of depends. And um, and a boot camp being boot camp is like it's uh it's where you go to like a shared living space essentially to practice together. Um, and yeah. this can come in two forms. It can come in, in the form of a team house. For example, Team Liquid and like Team Alliance, which are very big uh, European orgs, they have team houses, which is where you can live at those team houses like all year round, basically. And then you have other orgs like EG who run boot camps where they rent a living space for several weeks. So you, you would, and that's what most orgs now do is they, they rent boot camps for several weeks at different facilities. And this allows you to be together for like the most important weeks of your training or during like DPC, which is like our, our current regional league that runs for about like four or five weeks. Have you guys done that uh, in this iteration of the team? No, we have not, because affording one without a sponsor is quite difficult. Yeah. Um, and then Sasquatch, you know, what happens on the other side from the Nouns point of view? So, you know, Nouns inherently has, you know, a very new funding mechanism um, that I don't think has existed before, this one-a-day infinite concept. And because of that, I think it's in a unique position to support esports in a way much more compelling than other traditional organizations. Um, when you think of like a clothing brand or a sports drink, they're selling a product in masses, and that's why they are reaching out to the esports audience to sell that product in mass in you know mass sales. Um, Nouns is constricted to one a day forever. Um, and because of that, you know, there's no top-down obligation to be promoting a product or shilling our wares. We just want to proliferate the meme, spread nouns. And that is what esports is fully aligned to do, really, is, is um, expose an audience to names or brands uh, because of just the, you know, the mass viewership that, that is you know, happening every day with different Twitch streamers, different tournaments. Um, esports has been growing at like a, you know, 
an exponential rate. And I don't, you know, I just don't see that slowing down anytime soon. It, yeah. feel, it feels right for nouns to be involved there. Um, and, and just thinking long-term, you know, I would love to see nouns become a tier one organization in esports, meaning supporting multiple games, uh, being one of the first, the first teams that people think of when they think of like the elite echelon of uh, competition and just, just striving for greatness among our player base, you know, the signed, the signed players that we have. Yeah. It's interesting. The point about, about the selling and, and Jacob, what you said about, you know, companies wanting you to like, basically like, you know, hawk product, but like now this isn't that way. They, they literally just, you know, want to get the name out there. And, um, I saw some of the, um, your friends, uh, ET with the, with the nouns glasses during, you know, when they were broadcasting and, you know, the assets while playing the game. And, you know, uh, it's really cool to see nouns in that way, because, you know, like Sasquatch was saying, like we, you know, are definitely have not been involved in this scene at all. And also Sasquatch, I didn't know you were pushing that for as long as you have. I thought this was a more recent development. So um, that's awesome to see. I'm sorry, pushing pushing esports or pushing like you said this, you said you had this idea much earlier on than I had realized. Oh yeah, I mean like last year. This is this is something I've wanted to do for some time. Um, but just having, you know, the the encouragement from different things occurring in nouns was what really pushed it forward. I think at the you know, the early stages of nouns and, and you can recall this as well, there you know, there's obviously no rules, but there's also hesitancy around uh, I mean, you just you just need to be bold enough to to sh to share new ideas and to create something new. And when there's nothing, there's no precedent. You know, nouns is like this new uh, clean slate. It's a little scary to to be the first one to move. But um, you know, just over time, like I, I I never lost conviction that this was this was a great opportunity for nouns. And with the with the DPC season rolling up, like this new season of of Dota competition it felt like the right opportunity to step in. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious from the team, what the reception was like so far from, you know, from fans, from the public. I saw that uh, Moo's mom went ahead and made a noun in the playground, made a cow noun and uh, has been repping that. That's great to see. What's it been like from other people? Should I answer? Oh, oh yeah, I can I can speak a little bit first. Um, sure. I think I think on one hand, a lot of Dota fans are super happy to see an amateur or not an amateur, I'm sorry, an up and coming team get sponsored. Um, because yeah, just in the in the top level of competition, it, it should be that when there's like a ton of viewership and this organized structure in place, that these top teams should be sponsored and supported. Um, pro gamers in general, you know, are just unless you're in the very top 1% of all pro gamers, it's very hard to um, have a consistent financial like stability. And I think community members are very happy to just see, you know, long time hardworking players get financially supported in that manner. Um, but on the other side of things, I think there, there's always going to be 
questions around who the sponsor is. And at the current moment of the intersection of gaming and crypto and NFTs, there is a lot of skeptability or skepticism around NFTs and crypto um, from the gaming community. So that's kind of a narrative that we hope to change just through, you know, proving to be an excellent uh, representation of of a Web three entity in esports. Yeah, Brax, what's your what's your thought on that? I mean, y- y- you seem to to straddle both well, right? How do you think about the skepticism, you know, in the community, um, justifiably or not? And you know, um, what are those conversations with, like with people that are you know maybe find crypto a little difficult, or you know, they have their qualms with it? Right. So the reception has been pretty, I would say, overall supportive. But of course, there are some that are really outspoken and extremely vocal about it. And there are some people who are pretty much just ignorant. They don't know any better, but they're open to learning. And I have immense respect for people like that. And there are some people who really have no desire to even have a civil conversation about it or be open to new ideas. But um the most interesting part about all this to me is I think the ethos is very overlapping, to be honest. Like, uh, there are a lot of values that are really just the same, but people just don't realize it yet. And hopefully, you know, one day that day comes where people have an open mind and they're willing to actually try to see the other side of what they already know. But, um, yeah, I think people are very excited and happy to see one of their favorite teams be sponsored and to have some support behind them. Because for a lot of these teams, that really is their downfall. They don't have any support. So when the season's over, it's pretty depressing to keep going, right? There's something new that needs to happen or something that has to change. But when they have uh, support behind them, it's a lot easier to develop all these fundamentals and to pretty much accelerate the learning process because they have the ability to uh, to boot camp, to uh, work together in person for team building, strategizing, to speed up the learning process and do all that. So, yeah, I'm not sure if I answered your question exactly. I kind of trailed off a little bit. No, you're good. There's no one answer, right? You just, you know, seem the most uh, kind of Web3 native out of the bunch. So, you know, was just curious. But, I mean, I get that. I mean, I'm, you know, a software engineer, and that's another group of folks who can feel very strongly about this space, you know, one way or the other. So, um, you know, I'm... I'm kind of aware of those kind of uh, conversations. Um, So moving on, you know, uh, past sponsorship, the prop has passed, you know, funding's been received. Um, Can you run me through, Jacob, kind of, you know, I mean, this was what, maybe maybe a month ago, a little over a month ago, you know, how's this last tournament been? And, you know, for those who don't know that are listening, can you kind of give us an overview roughly of what happened this past month? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, at the about a month ago, we started the BTS Pro Series. Was it eleven or thirteen? I don't even know at this point. They they run one every time between the the major tournaments. Um, we had the group stage like right after we got signed, so it was like our debut, and we did okay. We got we tied first in our group, and then we had like a coin flip to decide who would actually get first seed, and we won that easy. Um, so we were first in, in the nice whole tournament. The coin flip. Nice Thank job. you. Thank you. We really chose the 50 50 um 
so then we went into the playoffs, but the playoffs weren't for two weeks because there was the Dota Major that occurred. So they, they literally put our tournament on hold for two whole weeks so we could watch this Dota Major, um, which, like, was annoying for us because, like, obviously we just like to play the game. It's annoying for a tournament to be that spaced out, but it is what it is. Um, so we, we had the group stage. We did pretty good. We had some losses that were a little disappointing, but we learned from them. We had some cool wins. And then we watched the Major. We learned a lot from the Major together. And then we came back and we sweeped the playoffs all the way till the grand finals, where we won the grand finals three to one. Uh, and then, right after we won the grand finals, Moo was you know Moo told us um, that now instead told them about like a, a bonus that we would get for for winning the tournament that Moo decided to not tell us because he didn't want the you know the the potential of winning like more money or whatever like affect our our like mindset in game, which I think was the correct choice. Um, so yeah, that was basically the last month of, of what occurred. And uh, so far, so good. Team feels good. We're feeling good as a team. I'm feeling good as an individual. I think we're playing quite well. We've been scrimming a lot recently. We have DPC coming up in the next seven, uh, six or seven days. We play EG as our first series. Moo, do you want to weigh in on how, you know, give us your thoughts on this last month, how everything went? Sure. We're uh, finally getting paid, so that's nice. It's uh, not win the tournament or go hungry, so that's that's a good thing. Uh, I feel like the team's been improving pretty well. We don't all hate each other yet, which is Brax can probably tell you is a a, a Christmas miracle to say the least. <laughs> so. That's good. Um, besides that, not really much has happened. We pretty much spent most of the month watching the major and just talking about Dota. And then we played the BTS tournament. And now the real test is going to start in like a week. So just preparing for that. Yeah, so what does that look like? Like, what's the next tournament? Can you give me some details about it? Uh, it's not really a tournament. It's more of like it's a it's a circuit it's a league so we're gonna play in the the division one DPC. Uh, it's a what is it six week league where we play like one maybe two matches a a week, and at the end of the league, if we have the most wins, or yeah, like if we have uh, the top two, if we're one of the top two teams that has the most wins, we'll go to the, the major in Texas for the the big bucks. We will also get points towards TI qualification. And we haven't. Then... I don't know if we've said what TI is. We might want to just jump in on that. Uh, TI, TI being the international, which um, last year was a $40 million tournament. It's crowdfunded, so each each year is a little bit different. But um, for the last decade or so, the prize pool has gotten bigger every single year. Um, so we'll, we'll see if that holds true this upcoming October. Is that what happens after Texas, assuming everything continues to go well? Yep. Um, you know, if they if they have a successful result at the major, that could lead them to being directly uh, seated into the the matches at the international. 
Um, but depending on, on overall results, there's, there's a few different avenues of qualification. It's not the easiest to follow unless you really dig into the, the league specifics. Yeah, how many teams end up going to TI? Well, I believe it, it just it just got revealed that it's going to be 30 this year um, in some different stages. I don't know, uh, Moo or Jacob, if you've dug into it a bit. Um, so I think traditionally it's 16 team TI. Is that correct? I think it's 16, 16 or 18. Um, but this year they're making it 30. And so every year basically what happens is I think it's 16 teams. Maybe it's 18. I don't know. 16 or 18 teams qualify directly through points, which are accumulated throughout the season. And you gain points for doing well in the circuit. And then you can gain more points for going to the major and like placing highly at the major. And so the top, whatever teams, that have the most DPC points, as they're called, throughout the year, directly get invited. And then this year what they're doing, and then at the end of every year, they have a qualifier. So every region, there's six regions, North America, South America, China, Southeast Asia, Western Europe, and Eastern Europe. They all have one slot. And one team from each region plays in a last, like, last qualifier and then goes to TI as well. And then this year what they're doing is they want to expand it um, to help, like, the tier two or tier one and a half scene, whatever you want to call it, um, gain more like land potential exposure, make the overall event bigger. Cause that's been the big complaint for the last, you know, 10 years of Dota that it was super top heavy. You either win $2 million or you win $20,000. So they're finally making it more expensive, um, getting more teams a chance to qualify. So now they're making it 30 teams where you have the normal amount of teams that qualify through points. And then you have the qualifier where one team gets directly qualified to TI at the end of the year. And then what they're making this year is the second and third place team from that qualifier will go to what I believe is TI itself. It's, it's still at TI. It's in Singapore. But it's an event that takes place before TI starts, like a week before. And I think two teams from all those regions will then also qualify to TI. So it'll be, yeah. It'll be 30 teams that are going to go in uh, initially, but it won't be 30 teams at the actual main event itself. Got it. So I know we're still a while out from that, but how are you guys feeling as a whole about your chances to make it out there? Um, I mean, I'd say we feel... Again, so there's a few routes that we can qualify. If we do well in this upcoming season, which I think we have a good chance to do, I think the last two tours, as they're called... Um, we competed very well with the top three North American teams. We, we almost 2-0-2 of them, and we, we lost 2-0 to the third team, but we, we did put up uh, one of the, the games were really close. Um, I think we're even better now. And two of those teams just went through roster shuffles, which means they'll, th- this is probably the most promising tour that we'll have yet, the most potential. Um, and if we do well in that regard, we get to go to the Arlington Major in Texas. And if we place highly at that tournament, then we can directly qualify at TI. That's probably the biggest long shot of us qualifying, just because even if we qualify for the Texas Major, you don't really get many bonus points unless you get like top four, top six. But if we were to make a nice run and get top four, top six, we could go directly to TI. That's what TSM just did. Um, and if that doesn't happen, we still have a very good chance of qualifying through the end of the year qualifier because... TSM is already directly invited to TI. It's like 99.9% or something, or maybe 100% at this point. Um, and EG was almost guaranteed as well to be invited, but then they s- dropped one of their players, which means they lose points. But they're probably also likely going to get invited. 
So then it'll be between like us and Quincy Crew. And if either us or Quincy Crew do well at the major, then we can also be invited. And then we'll have four teams at TI, like directly. And then if we don't do that, we have the qualifier at the end of the year. And then that'll likely be between us and Quincy Crew. So then one of us will also already just like guaranteed go to TI. And if we don't beat Quincy Crew, it's very, very heavily likely we will be second or third at the qualifier. Like last year, um, my team, Four Zoomers, was second. We lost to what is now TSM. I think his moves team was like third or fourth. Um, so there's a very good chance we'll be top three. Like it's, uh, I don't want to say almost guaranteed because that's like hockey, but I'm pretty sure it's almost guaranteed we'll be at least top three and good chance to win that qualifier. Uh, so there's a very good chance that we'll get to compete at Singapore. Um, and it's just a matter of what kind of form we're in if we're going to get to actually play at the main event itself. Nice. That's exciting. How... Um... How many times um, have each of you guys been to TI? I have never been to TI. Um, okay. I just so got hopefully. my first pro team about two years ago. Yeah. And Moo, the tournament they were talking about at the start where he lost to Wings, that was he got second place at TI back in 2016. Oh, that was the story. Yeah, when we explained it like in backwards manner. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Brax has also had some TI appearances. Uh, Brax is it two times. Um, you've been the you've been the TI. Yeah, I got two last place TI finishes under my belt. Hey man, t- last place at TI is like <laughs> epic. Just getting the TI is like such a make or break opportunity for so many players in the Dota community. Um, teams disband if they don't make it. Uh, you know, it's 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 everything for for the ecosystem. How many teams? You know, I mean, going back to you know. The, like the beginning of the season at your level, are we really, you know, dealing with here? So like if, you know, you said 30, you know, go to Singapore, like coming from, from what across the world, how many? Um, it's hard to say. Cause it, I mean, there's a lot of teams in every region, but it depends if your question is how many of them are competitive and, it's it's hard to judge even how many of them are competitive because I don't really know the other regions all too well. Yeah, I guess I was just looking for a ballpark, you know, roughly. Yeah, you know, I mean, on your level. So, so you in know. division in division one and division two, there's what there's eight teams I think in both divisions. So there's sixteen teams per region for six regions. But then there's some teams that aren't in division one or two. But realistically, the top like six to eight teams, depending on the region, are the actual competitive teams. And the other teams are the teams that either um, aren't doing so well within the current like meta, or they've just kind of fallen off as teams. Um, and that's again, it's hard to judge that because, like for example, in China, China is considered like the most competitive region in in Dota uh, across the board. And like in China, the team that won a major last year is now currently in Division Two. And it's like you could easily argue that like in China, it's just like oh, they're so competitive; they have a billion good teams. But you could also argue that that team isn't, it just really isn't doing so well at the current moment. They're not looking so hot. They don't, maybe they're just not gelling with the current like meta of the game, etc. It's, it's hard. You can't really know. So it's, it's hard to say how many teams are really competitive across the world, but it's probably the third of the 30 teams that, are, that will get to compete. There's probably, you know, maybe 70, 80, maybe a hundred that are competitive level, but there's probably a close to more like 150 that are like the like decent teams. But I can't, I, you know, you don't really know for sure. It's hard to say. Sure, sure. Yeah. 
Um, Sasquatch, um, I know we're, we're winding down here, um, on the hour, but I'm curious if you can, you know, uh, shed some light on what, um, it was like around nouns and the reception, you know, we just heard about, you know, the team's experience this past month, but, you know, you've wanted this to happen for a while and it has at least the first, you know, phase of, of, of this, you know, relationship. What was the reception like? you know, from, from those around nouns, what's your experience been with this thing happening? I know from my perspective, anytime there was a, you know, a game going on, everyone started freaking out. Everyone started watching the stream and, you know, people who, who didn't know much about what, what was going on or not, you know, it was just so, so positive. Everyone really loved it seeing nouns repped uh, in a space I hadn't seen before, you know? Yeah, I mean, I feel, I, I feel the same energy, honestly. It's been super positive. Um, people people see the connection and see how we are proliferating the meme through esports pretty clearly. Um, I think, all, you know, there's certain things that people have clearly fallen in love with that we've done, like the noggles on the casters, the, the in-game branding. Um, esports is just a great, um, you know, workspace to proliferate the meme. And... Uh, I think I'm, I've just been I've just been grateful that so many nouners and noun folk have been supportive. Really, there's not much else to say. It's just been it's just been super positive. Yeah. Um, so wrapping up, I'm I'm curious, you know, kind of where you see things going next. Um, uh, as far as the proposal goes, you know, the relationship, etc. Sure. So, um, you know, this first this first proposal, Prop Number Sixty Eight, was really a pilot of Nouns Esports um, signing this Dota team. So, you know, we signed them till the middle of July, which is when the season of DPC ends. Uh, we we've already talked to them about extending that contract, and obviously that would have to go through a new prop. But that is where I want to see things go. Um, I would love to see Nouns Esports become your one esports entity, meaning a rival to Team Liquid, TSM, these 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 big, well-established brands. And I think now, you know, just having this this backbone of nouns and what nouns is is fundamental to getting there. So you know, come July, come mid July, I would hope to have a proposal in place or you know up for vote. You know, extending extending the term with this team. Hopefully, we have a great result in the DPC to um, you know just just further show how, how how successful this team has been and obviously we've already had a great result with BTS um, so I, you know there's there's already a prop in discourse for a second um, eSports team being r- ran by a different set of operators but it's still under the you know the noun eSports brand um, so I think I think there's just going to be more eSports activities at nouns going forward. Yeah, that's super exciting. Um, so uh, where can we, you know, find you guys, find more about Nouns Esports and, you know, what's coming up here in this next month with your um, next match with EG? Yep, so um, I think the players can correct me if I'm wrong, but our next match with EG, which is one of the other well-established teams in North America, will be on um, June 7th. So if you want to check the team out, that will be the next match. 
additionally, I'll be providing updates in the Noun server. There's a Prop 68 channel that you can follow along and see what's going on with esports. We also have an esports Discord server. So um, if you go to the Nouns Esports Twitter, twitter.com slash Nouns Esports, there's a link to the Discord there. Feel free to join and come hang out if you're a gamer or you just want to follow along with the team's progress. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, Brax, Moo, Jacob, is there anything you want you know the audience to know going into this next month or just in general? Where can yeah. we find you? Yes, yeah. Uh... I'll start. Um, yeah, it should be pretty big these next couple of months for the announced loaded team. Lots of really important. It's like the honestly, the last half of the year ends up being much more important than the beginning half for Dota because that's when these uh, the points for the major qualifications really start to matter. You get to start seeing the teams that are basically guaranteed or almost guaranteed, and then you can kind of plan out the rest of the year that way because now you know who you're up against or what the you know, you just have more details of what you need to actually make it to TI and who your competition is going to be. So should be exciting. Make sure you guys follow the Nouns Esports team. Uh, Twitter, Nouns, of course. And, yeah, uh, each team member has a Twitter that I think is linked to the Nouns Dota Twitter. Like, it should be on there somewhere. So, yeah. Thanks. Moo, Jacob, any last words? Anything we should know? It's okay if not. <laughs> I just wanted to, to give you a chance and thank you guys for coming on. That's it. Uh, thank, thank you. Um, yeah, you can follow us everywhere Sasquatch said. You can also look up our Liquipedia to see upcoming matches. Um, not really sure what else. No, no worries. Okay. Well, thank you guys for coming on. Uh, this has been great. And best of luck. Yep, thank you. Thank you. Thank now. you. Thank you. Alrighty. Bye, guys. Thanks. Peace.